I will say that it's a it's a struggle. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm someone who really hates toxic positivity. So I'm never gonna sit there and just be like, oh yeah, like it's okay. Like let's you know you shouldn't be sad or you shouldn't be mad. Like I, I do stop now more than ever. I do stop and realize why am I feeling the way am I feeling? Um, you know, if I'm mad, like where is that stemming from? Because I feel like it's super important to address where those feelings are coming from. If I wake up moody one day, like I need to realize, like, why am I feeling moody? Was it a problem? Hi, and welcome back to Launch Your Journey, the podcast that shares stories of people from across the world who have found some kind of fulfillment within their lives. Today, I'm going to be talking to an Instagram blogger who shares her take on lifestyle, self-care, fashion, and works to help empower others. But it doesn't stop there. She's a full-time student and works in the finance industry, showing us all that anything and everything is possible. Thank you so much, Asuka Mystery, for talking to me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I think just hearing that introduction and when I sort of discovered you as well, it's just, it's so cool that you're able to like almost pursue three full-time jobs. So my first question for you is like, what drives you to work and create as much as you do? And why don't you just settle for being like just a student or just a blogger um, or like, you know, just working in the finance industry? So um, I think it comes from when I moved here from Dubai. That's where I was born and raised. Um, When I moved here, you know, that lifestyle that I lived in Dubai was completely different than what I got exposed to when I came to the U.S. And I saw, you know, especially being a brown girl, you're always like your your thing is always, okay. you're going to finish your high school and then eventually you're just going to go get married. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's what that was the type of lifestyle that was exposed to me when I was back home in Dubai. Nothing wrong with that lifestyle, but it's just very different. Um, and then when I moved here, I, I saw, you know, as I went to school, I saw how different things were. And I knew instantly that I didn't want to be just a wife. I didn't want to be just a mom. I didn't want to be just a student or someone's daughter. Um, I wanted more, more from life than just those roles, those typical stereotypical roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, one by one, I started working towards that. And even though um, by society or by family, some of those things were just opposed. Um, I immediately knew I was like, hey, I need to do this for myself and I'll do it no matter what it takes, you know. And um, then I, when I started working, I started going to school full time. Um, I just started getting that financial independence. And, you know, that's like the first thing that I always preach, especially amongst young women, is mm-hmm. that if you ever want to do anything in life, get educated. That's number one. That's key. And two is find financial independence, whether you're working, whether you have side hustles, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be, get those multiple sources of income and start start doing those things. And that's what I did, which kind of opened my mind to different things. Because as you go into, um, you know, into like the work environment, and your career just helps you meet different people. And when you network with different people, you know, your mind just opens up to, um, different things and that's where I think I get my motivation is through other people I do see successful women successful men Mm -hmm. um, who also help empower others and that's where I come in and I'm just like I'm super young but I do want to 
teach that to my fellow, you know, uh, young people, young adults mm-hmm. who perhaps are in the same boat as me, come from the same culture, or even if they are different, you know, we'll find a common ground and try to relate to one another and help empower one another. Um, but I like my hands full in different areas, just because like I said, it helps open my mind up. It, it keeps me engaged. It keeps my myself like you know all my passions going and that's that's why I do what I do Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um I think just exposing yourself to different opportunities like you mentioned like opens your mind up and you know helps you experience new things which is always such a good learning experience right Mm -hmm. so you talk about preaching like financial independence Mm -hmm. I'm wondering like just because we live in a day and age where you can be like financially independent without school necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can take on like side hustles without having a formal education. Like, why mm-hmm. do you preach education as well? The reason why I preach education as well is sure, it's, um, it's maybe just a degree and maybe it's just paper. But to be honest, when you do go to school, you're learning, you are learning about people, you're learning about culture, you're learning about history, Mm -hmm. you're, you're learning so many different concepts and ideas and ways that perhaps yes, you can learn without education too. But I Mm -hmm. feel like it's a longer way. Because when I was younger, I didn't really pay to be honest, I didn't really pay attention to school as much. But now as I got older, um, you know, I've been working and going to school since I was 15, 16 years old. And um, when I first started uh, going to school and everything, I wasn't I wasn't an A plus student. I I don't think I still am an A plus student. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tried to always just fly my way through school, and um, because I was like, oh, it's just a degree. I don't need to really learn right. anything from it. But then I started working, and then as I was working and going to school at the same time, and I still am doing that. Um, you know. I saw like how, you know, my career allows me to apply those concepts that I'm learning in school. Now, if I didn't have that guide that, you know, your school is basically your guide, right? Like it'll, mm-hmm. you, the, depending on the classes that you take, and that's also, that's a whole nother topic, but it's super important to know what you're learning in school, like your major, it's super important because if that doesn't go hand in hand with your career, then yes, it will feel like a waste. But in my instance, I'm learning, um, I'm doing IT and business management, and it goes perfectly in in my world of numbers and finance and all the things that I do. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, leadership, as I'm going through all those classes, you know, I'm applying that at work. Now, if I didn't have my education, I could still do that at work, but I feel like it would, it's a longer way because then you're just like guessing and assuming and maybe Googling things and as much as I love Google, you're not always going to find accurate information. So even if you don't pursue a degree, I do believe people should do courses. I do believe people should get some sort of formal education, even if it's not a four-year degree. It can be anything. So mm-hmm. that's my reason of pushing education, because I do think it opens you up to um, different possibilities. It really teaches you. It acts as a guide in your life. Definitely. I love that you preach education because... You know, with in this day and age, I feel like people aren't paying attention to it. And it's often like neglected and people obviously say that it's just a degree, but there's definitely a lot of value in education. And like you said, it doesn't have to be something like super fancy, like a four year college. It could be, you know, just a specific course towards whatever industry you're going into. Yep, exactly. 
So I want to also, um, you know, dive into like your Instagram and I'd love to read one of your captions right now, um, which is the real glow up is when you stop waiting to turn into some perfect version of yourself and continuously enjoy being who you are in the present. You build yourself over time, not overnight. I'd love for you to like elaborate more on what you meant by that. So, you know, oftentimes like we we as humans, especially even as girls or as women, we're always um, seeking to be perfect. We're always seeking to look a certain way, um, mm-hmm. you know, be a certain way, act a certain way. And, you know, we beat ourselves way too much when we make mistakes, but we don't we don't really stop and enjoy, you know, the small little things that you're supposed to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you it's OK. In my that caption really came from you know, me just feeling that about myself. And that's mostly what I do on my Instagram. It's literally me uh, speaking my mind and, uh, you know, writing my captions as if like, I'm venting to a therapist. Um, (laughs) um, So that really came from when I felt like, you know, oh, like, oh, I made a mistake, or oh, I'm failing at doing this. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, that is part of life. If everything was just perfect all the time, then like, what would you really learn from? What would you really grow from? But Yes, the real glow up really is when you consistently allow yourself to fail and allow yourself to go through, you know, those mistakes. And then you come up even stronger and you're definitely glowing even more because you you look back and you're like, I faced all these um, hardships and I faced all mm-hmm. these different things. But here I am today. And that's when you glow, I feel the most because you can look back and see, hey, this is my baggage that I come with. And this is all what I overcame. Mm-hmm. And that's my real glow up. So that that caption really stems from just saying, hey, like, it's okay. You need to embrace all your failures. You need to embrace your mistakes and, you know, own up to that and then go on to be the best person that you want to be. But during that process, like, don't be hard on yourself because it's a process. It's, it's not mm-hmm. going to happen overnight. And you just have to, you know, be okay with that and embrace it all. I love that because... I think we get so like fixed up on criticizing ourselves um, Mm -hmm. rather than just embracing our failures and embracing um, whatever things we've messed up on in life. And I love that you preach, you know, that at the end of the day, like you're not going to improve yourself overnight, but it's going to take time. And it's like such a process, right? Exactly. And we often engage in like negative self-talk a lot, right? Like, oh, why did Mm -hmm. I do this? Why didn't I do it like this? Why am I like this? Like, no, it's okay. Like, it's okay, though. However weird you think you are, you're still, you're still like, you know, good and nice in your own way. And we we just need to stop with that negative self-talk. And immediately when you realize you're doing that, you need to just be on alert and know that you need to change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that negative self-talk anyways, it puts you in an even worse mindset. Um, and you're not helping yourself through that in any way, no. shape or form. Not at all. So I'd love to know, like, what are some like positive like affirmations or um, just like positive thoughts that you might repeat like on a day to day basis, or you just keep in mind to stay like in a healthy mindset? I will say that it's a it's a struggle. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm someone who really hates toxic positivity. So I'm never gonna sit there and just be like, oh yeah, like it's okay. Like let's 
you know, you shouldn't be sad or you shouldn't be mad. Like I, I do stop now more than ever. I do stop and realize why am I feeling the way am I feeling? Um, you know, if I'm mad, like where is that stemming from? Because I feel like it's super important to address where those feelings are coming from. If I wake up moody one day, like I need to realize, like, why am I feeling moody? Was it a conversation I had with somebody last night that put me in a moody place? Did someone say something to me that I kind of just overlooked? And, you know, why am I like this? And those are more than just positive affirmations. I think I'm more um, mindful of the negative feelings that I'm having, because if I address them the right way, then it autom- you automatically are in a much healthier mindset because that's now you're not just doing toxic positivity, you know, toxic things to yourself. You're more um, aware of what's happening to you and you're just like, okay, I'm feeling like this and, you know, let's address this. And once you address it, you are automatically in a better mindset versus mm-hmm. if you sit there and you say, oh, this will pass and this is fine. Like I shouldn't be feeling like this. Uh, you know, at that point, you're not ignoring your emotions. And that's step one. And then step two is when you realize, okay, this is the reason I was feeling a certain type of way. What will make me happy? Like, how can I overcome this? Whether I go address it with a person who made me feel a certain way or whether mm-hmm. I need to self-check and be like, hey, this is a negative trait of my own and I'm overthinking this. Let's take a step back and go on from there. And then in terms of just giving myself motivation and giving myself a push, I refer to quotes I love quotes and I definitely just go on different like pages online and different um things on pages on Instagram as well Mm -hmm. to go and get my motivation from there and like just read positive things and that automatically puts me in a better mood like you know boss babe inc the female hustlers Mm -hmm. I love reading their pages because it's it's just exactly how I feel about you know just anything I do like hey boss babe you can do this things like that I love reading those things because they will put things in perspective for me and be like oh you know you can do this go on and get the world and um yeah I mean it it, those are the things that like just keep me going to summarize everything I just said step one like realize you know what's happening to you address it with yourself step two start analyzing and you know realize that okay this is what's wrong how do I overcome this and that's Step three is action, you know, go Mm -hmm. and like address it and get it done and, you know, get it off your chest. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I love that you preach, you know, analyzing where um, the anger or the frustration or whatever negative emotion you're going through, like really analyzing where it's coming from, because a lot of times um, just because of what we read online and different sources, we think that, you know, affirmations can sort of solve our problems. But like you said, it's important to like be very mindful and aware of like your emotions and what's going on with yourself, because then it's not like a short term fix. And it's something that you can, you know, fix in the long term. And as you practice awareness, as you practice mindfulness, um, you will sort of, you know, start to experience less negative emotions like in the long term as well. Yeah, because you'll be so used to that pattern. You'll be like, okay. I'm mad. Why am I mad? And then Mm -hmm. you'll automatically do those things for yourself. And yes, that will ultimately lead to a healthier mindset because you're more aware of how you're feeling and how, you know, what, how other people's actions or other things will make you feel. And you'll automatically be a little bit more protective and, you know, just self-aware, which is, which is never a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I'm curious, like, 
what you've done with finance and student uh, being like a full-time student and a blogger um you know it's a lot obviously on your plate but what made you specifically want to start like your instagram page um so i've always been a social media person like even Mm -hmm. um you know i was super young like 10 11 years old like i always i was on tumblr i was on myspace i was on Mm -hmm. twitter back and forth and like you know i was on youtube even at some point and i'm very thankful i deleted that a long time ago (laughs) uh, because no one would want to see any of that (laughs) from a 13 year old but um you know instagram facebook like all these different things i was always there but it became more more and more after like about seven years ago when i moved to the u.s um, I started posting a lot more and the reason sole reason for that was because I had a lot of friends back in Dubai and it was just so hard to keep in touch with everyone through like just messaging one another because mm-hmm. you know time difference and all those different things so what I did started doing was okay I was like okay I'm just gonna take snaps here and there and post about what I'm doing and that way my my people my friends back home can kind of just stay in touch with me Mm-hmm. Um, and it started from there. And then eventually I just noticed, like, I'm just really enjoying, like, you know, doing this. And then about two years ago is when, uh, you know, I started putting things in, in, in perspective. And I used to follow a couple of my, you know, uh, OG bloggers and YouTubers, you know, Deepa Kosla. Um, I really look up to her and like, mm-hmm. I, I would always follow her and everything that she does. And I was like, man, I can do this too. Like, why why don't I do something like this? So I started like just one post at a time. I never for- formalized it or anything like that. I just went on with it. And I, I don't even know, like, honestly, what my blogger anniversary is or anything, because mm-hmm. I've been doing blogging, essentially from, you know, since I was a really little child, but it became more formal, I think about a year and a half, two years ago. And then it just led to empowering others like helping others it became my like you know creative outlet and I just really enjoy doing it it's something outside of my normal life outside of like my normal um culture and my normal like friend circle I have a whole community on Instagram that I can connect with and you know I love sharing my life lessons my reality with people um in hopes that they can perhaps relate to it either they'll learn something from me or I'll learn something from them and mm-hmm. um, I just, I enjoy doing it. And it's it's a way of life now because, I mean, I'm posting everything that's like happening to me and it's happening real time. I would post it like, you know, a week later or something, but I'm it's almost like I'm living social media in my real life, like one and the same. And that's the best feeling because I am the, I am who I am outside of social media and I'm the same person on social media. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's super cool that it sort of just started off as like a passion or just something that you found, you know, fun, but it, it's almost like a, it could be like a career for you at this point. It could be, but honestly, I, I don't think I ever want social media to be a career for me. It is mm-hmm. my create, like, creative outlet. And I want it to be that way because I enjoy doing it. I never wanted to be stressful. I don't want, mm-hmm. even though it looks like it's a job, um, it's more of a passion than it is a job. Yes, I've started, you know, I have these partnerships and I have all these people and I have like, you know, a, a whole crew. Um, mm-hmm. I just love doing it. I never wanted to be more than that because I never wanted to become stressful for me. My mm-hmm. end goal is not social media. My end goal is um, I have a very um, 
you know, businesswoman mindset and like eventually I want to launch a business. I don't know what that's going to be, but um, I feel like social media will definitely help me get there, but it's definitely not it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super cool. You know, when you in the in the beginning, when you mentioned like coming over to the United States, um, you talked about how your family or not specifically yours, but just like people around you um, were not necessarily supportive of like everything you were doing. Um, So how did you sort of navigate that? So I think that's just a overall struggle because um, I think people have a hard time understanding that people grow, people mm-hmm. grow from like their old patterns, people grow from their mindsets. Mm-hmm. And I was a very different person in Dubai than I am who I am now, because a I was like 15, 16 when I moved to this United States. I'm 23 mm-hmm. now. Um, obviously, a couple of years have passed. I moved here when I was very I would say fragile, right? Like things were just not making 100% sense. And I was just in my own world. Mm-hmm. And I did not have the slightest clue about what real life is, because I was so sheltered. And, you know, uh, living a different lifestyle, being super conservative. Um, I don't know if you even I don't know if you know the difference between halal and haram food. Do you? No, I'm not sure. Okay. So in Islam, I'm Muslim. So in Islam, mm-hmm. there's, um, you know, there's forbidden food and then there's like halal food. Um, and halal food just basically means that it has to be, the meat has to be slaughtered in the name of God. And it okay. has to be slaughtered in a certain way. So super deep. But I was, when I first moved here at 16, mm-hmm. I did not, the first two years, I did not even eat anything that wasn't halal. And mind you, in Seattle, back then, there was maybe like two, three restaurants who actually served halal food. Mm. So I wouldn't even eat anywhere. I wouldn't even really eat seafood. So just that's just one little uh, piece of it, right? But mm. there were so many different things. Like I was just against, I was just, I didn't want to really, I wasn't really open to talking to a lot of men. And like, I was just a very different person. But when I moved here, those things just opened up for me. And I just became a different person. Because like I said, as I went to school, as I went to, work like I just saw a completely different life and I grew grew up from those things so when it came to other people they had a hard time understanding that like oh she was so different when she was here and Mm -hmm. now she's in the U.S. she's changed completely I'm still the same person but yes I grew up from a lot of things I've matured from a lot of things Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of dealing with it it's like you know the people who are true to you the people who are your real friends and your family like they will really understand you and Mm -hmm. if they don't honestly it's not your job to sit and make everybody um appeal to your decisions or you know everybody like what you do because not everyone will and Mm -hmm. if everyone did like you have to be some sort of perfect goddess perfect person Mm -hmm. which no one in the world is um you know to to be that so your your true friends your true family will always come around to appreciating or understanding what you're going through or what you've done or what you're becoming mm-hmm. and the people who don't are just you know people who don't understand and that's when you have to draw the line of who you're gonna cut off and who you're gonna keep around um that's again key to having a healthy lifestyle is having a good circle of influence what whether it's your family friends colleagues whoever that may be um but you and in the end you have to stay true to yourself so doing whatever makes me happy was me being true to myself 
and even though I changed from different different things in my life, the way I was back in Dubai, I am 100% okay with it. If someone else is not, that's not my problem. And I can't carry the weight of everybody else's, um, you know, thoughts on myself because then I wouldn't be living life the way I want to. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what you're talking about is just, you know, realizing that you're not going to be able to please everyone, even if it's like people that are very close to your people that you were once close with and accepting that, you know, like this, if people don't like me, if people don't like the way I live my life, then that's on them. And if it's true to myself and if I'm happy with whatever I'm doing, then that's enough. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, Right. Not like feeling validation from other people, but rather just being like fulfilled through whatever you're doing on your own. Definitely. Exactly. And I I can't say this enough because I've been there when I wanted to just please everyone and I just wanted everybody Mm -hmm. to understand me and no one was really understanding. And I was just digging myself a hole. And it took a lot for me to come up and be like, hey, it's okay if my mom doesn't agree with me. It's okay if my best friend at the time didn't agree with me. Like, it's it's you know it's okay to break those barriers and come out of it and I need to just stop pleasing others and live for me because yes as selfish as that sounds like you need to live for yourself and you're not going to be able to um, nurture good healthy relationships and live a healthy lifestyle if those are the type of things you're doing like pleasing others you have to please yourself first for sure so you talked about moving to the U.S. when you were like 15 I'm curious, what made you like take that leap? Because that's definitely like a big move, I think, in your life. Um, honestly speaking, like it wasn't a move I wanted to make because I was, I love Dubai. I love my hometown. Like I wanted to live there for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But um, my parents always had like their, you know, this move in mind, even before I was born, um, because my mom's and my dad's out of the family, almost everyone's in the U.S., Um, Mm -hmm. So eventually from Dubai, their plan was to move to the U.S. Um, So, you know, back in 2008, like my granddad applied for us. And in 2014 is when my parents took the leap and they were like, we're going to move to the U.S. So uh, I have four siblings and I'm the only daughter. Um, So two two of my siblings and myself and my parents, we moved here and um, we've we just started living here and it wasn't my choice if it were up to me I would never leave Dubai um but then again like when I look back I'm like I wouldn't be the person who I am today if I still lived in Dubai I would be different um Mm -hmm. but yeah that was definitely forced by my parents I didn't really have much of a choice as a 16 15 year old to say Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do um but I'm thankful they did bring me here because um, the opportunities that I have today the lifestyle that I live today Mm -hmm. I doubt that I would be able to do that back home Yeah, for sure. You know, what's your best advice for people to step out of their comfort zone? Because I think your story and just so many other stories show that stepping out of your comfort zone can like bring you so much opportunity and just so much experience. So what's your best advice on stepping out of your comfort zone? I think I can only speak from experience. So I mean, it's hard for me to give advice to others. But I think what helped me personally was blocking out like you know what other people thought and just doing me like whether it's you know eating outside of what you know the the islamic dietary restrictions are and Mm -hmm. you know uh you know dressing the way i wanted to 
you know, just little things even, those were out of my comfort zone in the beginning because I would be like, oh, I have skinny legs. Like, I don't want to show off my legs or, you know, like, what's my mom going to think if I eat that? Or what's my, the society going to think if I drink that, you know? Um, it was little things and that's how it started for me to be like, okay, I need to not worry about what other people think and just do me. And then it became even more serious when it was like working, pursuing higher education and, you know, all those different little things. It was like, okay, no one my age at the time was as focused as I was. And mm -hmm. I was like, why am I not partying or wanting to have fun? Which I did party and I did have fun, but I had limits. I, I, I knew what my end goal was always. Like I always wanted to be, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I always wanted to be something more than a daughter more than a wife more than a mom more than you know, just more than larger than life like that's always been the goal I don't know where where that will lead me but it was it was always that so I knew I had to stay focused on my stuff and that will come with a, a lot of hardships and a lot of roadblocks and if I don't step out of my comfort zone then I will remain the Africa that I was in Dubai I will never move on I will never grow from the things and the best advice that I gave to myself back then was if you don't do this, you're not going to grow. And do you want to grow or you don't want to grow? And you genuinely have to make that decision for yourself. And but oh, my gosh, like the the opportunities and the doors you open for yourself when you do do that is it's endless. And all you have to do is just block out other people's opinions, block out even your own opinions sometimes. Like, don't be too hard on yourself. Just go do it. If you even 1% of you tells you that this is something that you want to do and you need to do, but you're afraid of, you know, the circumstances or the outcomes, like, just do it. Like, it's not, it's not going to be earth shattering unless it's life or death. Just do it. Yeah, it's so interesting that you brought up, you know, sometimes you have to even shut away like your own opinions, because a lot of the times when we're making decisions and things like that, we overthink and we like get in the way of ourselves from making good decisions. Yeah. And we just, you know, we overthink everything. Um, so it's important, almost like the Nike logo, I always think of it like, yeah. just do it. Exactly. I'm just like, why are you holding on to this so hard? Just, just freaking do it. And, uh, you know, I say this to my husband a lot, because he's somebody who overthinks just way too much. And something as simple as buying a car, he this guy took me to the dealership, like six times to buy just a Honda. And, you know, <laughs> in the end, I was just like, man, you need to just do it. I'm not coming back to the dealership. And it's just like little things like you would just overthink so much, like just thinking, Oh, can I get something cheaper? Can I get something, you know, different like no if you like it and if it's comfortable go for it like how much are you going to sit there and overthink and I think that's the mentality you need to have with just everything don't sit there over plan overthink life because you know things will happen and you don't want to sit there and regret the chance that you didn't take mm -hmm. and if you you know take it you can at least say that hey I tried even if it didn't work out that's totally okay even if it didn't work out you'll end up learning something from it that you can apply later on to a bigger decision you make in life definitely sometimes we just sit there like in the fear of like what if this doesn't work out rather than just putting our mind and starting whatever we're planning exactly so cool Asuka my last question for you is what is something that gives you fulfillment I think just living a healthy life 
and just being in the moment gives me fulfillment, you know, putting my phone down if I need to, to like enjoy a moment or, you know, making good decisions that like turn into something bigger gives me fulfillment. And, you know, um, my family, being close to my family and my friends gives me fulfillment, making food, feeding other people gives me fulfillment. And I think it's the little things in life that we often like don't sit and enjoy those are the things that give me fulfillment. It's not some big business deal. It's not some big partnership. Yes, it'll get me excited, but that's not the fulfillment of like your ultimate life. Your ultimate life goal and your you know your full on fulfillment needs to be in these little things. And that's what it is for me because those are the things that I do on a daily basis that make me happy. And it's just simple as that. Thank you so much, Asuka, for talking to me today. I really love talking to you and I hope, you know, anyone listening really found some sort of value in this. Make sure you go check out um, Asuka on Instagram. Her Instagram is A-Z-K-A-A-Y. And she's just such a cool person to follow and so inspiring for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you like the podcast, I'd love if you rated it and left a review.